Crowell joins us on the line as we look at Formula 3 for season 2010. And Richard, some of the biggest changes in the 10-year history of the sport are being enacted for this 2010 season. Yeah, g'day Craig. thought it was time we uh, we changed things up a little bit in the world of Formula 3 racing. And uh, as a result, we've gone for an all-new race format that we trialled successfully at the Sandown Super Pre at the end of the 2009 season. And it worked very well and the feedback we got from competitors was very, very positive, so we thought we'd uh, uh, give it a go and uh, change it up for the first time in yeah in the 10-year history of the championship, as you said. One of the biggest changes, of course, is the qualifying of the category, and you're moving more towards the international format for the series with qualifying and then short and long races. Yeah, well, part of what we tried to do when we, we looked at the race formats and thought we'd change them up was to try and bring us more into line with what people are doing internationally in terms of formats. So... Yeah, we looked at GP2, we looked at Formula 3, we looked at all the junior formula around the world and, and also the big categories, you know, Formula 1, IndyCar, categories like that. And, you know, Formula 3 is all about developing driver talent to go overseas. So that's what we want to do here. Um, so, yeah, we're playing up with it. Qualifying format will be an elimination-style format. So everyone will go out for 15 minutes. After that 15 minutes, the top six cars will go through to a, a single-car quick-six shootout. Uh, to decide the first uh, six positions on the grid. Then they go through to the races. Instead of having two races like we've had, we're now going to have two sprint races, one on Saturday based on qualifying results, one on Sunday morning based on the results of the first sprint race, and then the feature race, which will be the main race of the weekend, will be a much longer affair than we've seen in the past, and that will be based on the uh, the sort of finishing positions of the first two sprint races. So it's kind of progressive grid, kind of not. It rewards consistency, but it also rewards winning. We've got to make sure people go out there aiming to win, and that's going to make the racing product better. So that's where we're at, and um, you know we're pretty excited about the format, and, and it's going to be nice to have something different because we've had the same thing for about 10 years now, so we thought it was time for a change. Mm. Now, the interesting thing is the sprint races, the winner scores 12 points, but in the feature races, it's 20 points, so even more importance on that feature race each each meeting. Yeah, there is, and we wanted to build that in because, you know, you go to Formula 1, you've only got one shot to win a race. You don't have three races over a weekend to go out there and triumph. So, you know, we wanted to give our competitors more racing, but we wanted to make sure that they had that one race in the afternoon on Sunday that was the one they wanted to win, and that was the big race. That's the race that the media will look at. That's the race that the stories, that the series issues say, okay, well, so-and-so won the round, that will be the round winner, the overall winner of the weekend, that will be the one that gets all the limelight. So two preliminary races in the main feature race in the afternoon and you know, that puts a bit more pressure on the drivers. It's going to be a longer race, they're going to have to work harder, they're going to get more tired, more stressed, uh, hopefully the pressure will be a bit more intense and you know, I think the, um, you know, the promise is there for it to be very, very successful. So it's, it's looking, uh, looking pretty good for an exciting year in S3 racing. Entries to this date, how has that all been looking? Yeah, not looking too bad. Uh, Tom Tweedy is back and he'll run his existing car for the first two rounds, but looks like he'll step up into a new car from round uh, three onwards down at, uh, at Tassie. Um, BRM have signed Ben Barker, a young British driver, Formula Ford champion from the UK. He's going to follow in the footsteps of Ben Klukas and James Winslow and Joey Foster now to come over here and race Formula 3. Uh, Matt Sophie will return in the Studi Motorsport car. He was close to putting together a Fujitsu V8 supercar deal, but that's fallen over. 
Um, so he's going to work on that for 2011, and he'll be back in the uh, Formula 3 Championship from uh, this year, which is great. And, he'll, you know, he'll be a, a legitimate t- title contender. And there's still plenty of talk going around with the other seats. Tender Sports uh, sort of got one and a half cars confirmed. They've got sort of half a driver signed up and uh, just waiting to confirm details there. And they've got another car they're looking to fill as well. BRM's got a couple of uh, others they're discussing for that second seat there. So, you know, at the pointy end, it's looking pretty strong. It is interesting, too, to see the numbers and also to see that you're headlining at seven of the nine Shannon's National Rounds. And with with the so many uh, series available for that, to be the headliner is quite important. Yeah, it is. And, you know, another part of why we changed our format round was to sort of reflect that status and, you know, to go out to these rounds trying to put on a show and you know we want people to look forward to one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon like you do when you go to a Grand Prix you look forward to that moment when the wings and switch cars hit the track and you know that's why people go you know we wanted to try and build that atmosphere and we share the program with some really great categories like Porsche and Commodore Carp and Saloon cars but we want to try and really emphasize that this is the gold star this is the big show and you know we wanted to build up a bit of a uh, bit of drama and a bit of excitement around it and um you know, that's part of the reason why we've gone to this new format. And, you know, we're really happy with the Shannon's Nationals program. It's it's cost-effective racing, but, uh, you know, at the same time, we can go there and put on a show and, you know, try and attract some people to a, a different form of racing. Mm. Now, the Super Prix have been extremely popular over the last few years, and uh, are you able to uh, confirm Tasmania and Sandown for them? Uh, it'll be back at Tasmania. The, the Super Prix sort of was designed around Tasmania to encourage people to cross the ditch, as it were, and, and go down there and race, and it was so successful that when we had to pull out of Tasmania last year due to um, the event being cancelled, we really wanted to continue that brand that we've built up over two years, so we moved it to Melbourne as the final round of the championship, and again, it worked so well. Um, it will continue. It will be at Tasmania, again, back at Simmons Plains. Uh, and I think for the next couple of years, Tasmania is looking like it'll be a, an alternate uh, round. So it'll uh, go on alternate years. So it'll be, you know, 2010, then 2012. Uh, in the other years, we'll probably move the Super Free back to Sandown, I would have thought. So it'll alternate between the two tracks. But it's turning into a pretty good event, and an event people really want to win in F3, which is great. And that's sort of how we designed it. Now, of course, Speed Week is ploughing on through the summer months with plenty of drag racing and speedway, but I imagine Formula 3 and the rest of the Shannon's Nationals are going to be the heavy focus over the winter months. Yeah, well, first round, March 5-6 uh, at Wakefield Park. I think it's 5-6 or around that weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll be on air the week after that with our first show for the year for the Shannon's Nationals and then 10 shows throughout the course of uh, the season with all the action. And, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. A couple of new things coming on stream, some new onboard cameras and stuff like that, and we're all looking forward to it. Uh, Julie, Nemi and I and Wado and the team will be back, and, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We have a good time putting that together, and, you know, we hope that people who watch it uh, get some enjoyment out of it and see some... The bottom line is we hope they see some really good motor racing, and that's what we try and show. What's your thoughts on the Formula 1 season? Oh, look, it's exciting, isn't it? Looking forward to it. Uh, That first sort of test of the year is always fantastic, really, really exciting. Um, I don't like the McLaren, uh, sorry, the Mercedes livery. I think it's terrible, but the car itself is beautiful. looks really nice, looks fast. Too early to say yet, Craig, you know that, but Mercedes will be good, but I'm thinking this will be a McLaren year. I think, uh, I think Lewis Hamilton will do the job at this early stage. Well, it's going to be interesting. Lewis and Jensen, we know Lewis has got on with his teammates so well in the past. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bit of a track record for for crushing them in one way or another, hasn't he? 
So, yeah, will we see a Hamilton v Alonso thing like we saw a few years back? Or, um, you know, will he drive over Jensen? I've noticed a lot of the polls on the internet are suggesting that Lewis is clearly the favourite over Jensen as far as who's going to come out there. But, you know, Jensen Button's a world champion like Lewis, so he's not exactly a, uh, a slow driver. It's, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think the X factor this year, Craig, is going to be what, what the new teams do. Team Lotus, I've got to tell you, is looking really strong. They've got guys like Yano Trulli and Heike Kovalainen signed up in their first year. Mike Gascoigne calling the shots technically. That that team could pull a surprise. There is absolutely no doubt they could be competitive. And I think Sauber, the, the car looks absolutely appalling. It's a terrible looking race car, but they could do a bit of a brawn. You know, BMW is pulled out, but they've got a year's worth of BMW development on the 2010 car to work on. So in the early stages of the season, that team uh, could be a bit of a dark horse. And De La Rosa is reasonably quick, and um, the uh, the Japanese driver is pretty good too, as we saw in the final two rounds. So it, uh, it could be very, very interesting, Craig. It is going to be an interesting year, and that Ferrari looks more and more like a Red Bull Every time you look at it, I think. It does, doesn't it? And that's the big thing. We don't know what the Red Bull's going to be like, do we? And Adrian Newey's, you know, they haven't gone to the first test so that they can put more time into developing this car. And you know Adrian Newey's brilliant and he'll only improve on what they had last year. So I'm really excited to see what Mark Webber has under him this year. And I'm absolutely going to be at Albert Park this year. I'm not going to miss that for the world, I think. To see Webber in a good car will be great, but also to see 26 F1 cars on the grid, that'll be uh, pretty impressive, I would have thought. It is going to be a fantastic championship year and we're looking forward to not only the F1s but the Australian F3s who are really going from strength to strength. Richard, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Look forward to speaking to you as the championship starts to hot up on March 6 through 7. Yeah, thanks Craig. Going to be a big season. Looking forward to it as always. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.